0: Thanks for listening to G-Y-S-T. You're listening to Get Your Shit Together with Adina and Diane, a digestible health and fitness show for
1: women. Real quick, the content of this podcast is intended for general information only and is not medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Chat with your healthcare provider before
0: making changes. Okay? Okay, cool. I think they got it. Let's jump right into this week's episode. Hello hello good evening a good evening so far (laughs) is it is it a good evening though yes it is we um wait now my light is blocking my audio so i can't see if i'm clipping hold on i'm trying a new setup because you guys the video sitch has been a sitch we're getting it we're doing it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um but i noticed on the last episode that the way my stuff was set up like you couldn't see my mouth because I was here behind my mic so hiding yeah we got rid of the pop yeah now I'm trying to be here pop socket pop filter but then I need my outline over there and I need my audio over there you guys love this tech stuff don't you
1: (laughs) yeah behind the scenes and if you're watching on YouTube um yeah I have scrambled eggs in my mouth my little snack that's fine so yeah it's a snack video now <laughs> uh
0: so yeah it is a it is a good evening we got back from the beach did some bedtimes ate a burger started a new show and mm-hmm. yeah got a new tv yeah, we show got all of 10 minutes in by the time i shoveled my burger in my mouth and here we are
1: <laughs> now we're here i have not been watching tv movies at all. I've been in audiobooks, solidly in audiobooks and my Kindle.
0: Yeah, that sounds nice. Um, I am running on so little sleep. It is like harrowing. (laughs) So (laughs) to say the least, uh, there is an attempt to just like cool down on the couch for 10 minutes before Ori wakes up. And we did our annual comfort rewatch of all of adam sandler's movies <laughs> all basically <of> them. <laughs> we did billy madison happy gilmore just go with it um essentials I think that's how far we
1: got you did send me that happy gilmore happy gilmore quilt. yes we need to put that up on the feed <laughs> that needs to go there <laughs> Because that will definitely be me and Neil this this fall when he he has a seasonal business, and he was trying to brainstorm ways to keep himself busy this fall, and out of nowhere he comes into the kitchen and he's like, "What if you just buy a bunch of fabric and I cut and measure and maybe get some of my employees to also help and we just we just put together kindle sleeves." purse meat pouches all of that i was like oh you know i'm i'm just happy with this being a hobby right now and he's like no we need to put a production line in place this is handmade quality shit
0: (laughs) anyone else's fingers hurt (laughs) (laughs) so that joke didn't age so well but it is funny yeah i
1: think people can laugh at that i know some some of those jokes from the 90s rom-coms and coms didn't but that one was still funny. Yeah.
0: yeah. Over here. So what's going on over there?
1: Yeah, I I'm purging. I don't know if you could tell in the video. I went and got a deep, clean, Hydra Wait, facial. Diane, let me just
0: tell you something. Now that we have video, you need to be mm-hmm. mindful of when you move away from your microphone and then we can't hear you. Okay? I know you want to show us oh, things. Yeah, because we still like need this, to hear you. <laughs> like this.
1: Yeah, so maybe I bring my mic and my face oh, closer. There you go. So I don't I don't know if I've mentioned it on the show before, but I love my medical esthetician, and I've always loved hydrofacial treatments. If you've never had one, think of like a vacuum for your face <laughs> and serums. And at this location, I go to a place called Renewal Skin Spa. If you're a West Michigan girly, love their practice. And yeah, my esthetician April just sucks the shit out of my skin quite literally. <laughs> but this time, she was like, oh, we're doing a special with dermaplaning where they Basically, straight razor your face and get all the little peach fuzz off and dead skin cells. And I'm sick and disgusting. And I like to see what comes off of my face, of yeah. course. And I was like, it looks like my pug's hair. It looks like I have an undercoat. Nice. But it was cool to see. And then there's a little jar that has all the things they suck out of your skin. I love to see Do what's you get in there. To take it home. I love it. No, no, and put it on display. But I definitely took a video of it well, because that's nice. I have to show Neil and just yeah but i really Didn't like you it love so that? the day or he he's a picker i don't like to pick on things but he will like mash on his nose to extract blackheads that i don't even think are there but i'll say like did you bruise your nose have you been have you been extracting and he also go he i also got him into going and getting skincare treatments every couple months and he's like total upholder patient like he'll he'll use whatever skincare they tell him That's to so nice but <laughs> I was like, your esthetician's not going to like that you're picking on your face. But a couple of days after I get a treatment, I'll purge. Mm -hmm. So I'm feeling a little toyed right now. But other than that, um, yeah, I just really wanted to have that TLC after travel, really coming off an emotional week when I was home in Virginia for my grandpa's memorial. But other than that, yeah, I've been tearing through books. So I mentioned a few episodes ago that I'm reading Fourth Wing, by Rebecca Yaros, which is, like, the fantasy book right now. It's, like, one of the top books on all the bestseller lists. That's the Dragon School I one? I think. Mm-hmm, the Dragon School one. So it would be a great read for fall. I actually... <laughs> have some one-on-one client voxer threads going right now where yes we're talking about like nutritional therapy things their health but then there are some where we have also like side conversations about books (laughs) and I'm trying to get some of them onto this but it was really good the action was non-stop love the female protagonist Violet in this book it was so good there's just the right amount of spice not too much lots of action
0: and Highly recommend it. You know what's funny about what you just said? Now I can't listen to anything else you say because I'm just picturing your clients just signing up to be your best friend for a week. <laughs>
1: <laughs> for the week of one-on-one yeah, coaching. <laughs> it's
0: like you just get in this walkie-talkie app with Diane to talk about books for a week. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, if that's how they want to use
1: their time, they totally can. But I'll say like, all right, let's circle back to talking about your poop and your cycle. (laughs) I'm obsessed with the women who have signed on for a week of one-on-one coaching. This is something that I introduced this summer because some people are like, you know what? I got a lot of stuff going on. I don't have the bandwidth for long Zoom calls or for appointments. And it's just so much more fun to get into this walkie-talkie app that we use versus like going to a stuffy, crusty office or you know, maybe having a question and having to wait days for a response. So I hop in there uh, throughout the week. And I'm also trying to get friends onto this app because audio message from iMessage is stupid. You know, it's funny. And I love I Boxer. I used to
0: love Voxer for like friend chatting too. Like before we started the podcast, we, we used to Vox all day. And it's gotten harder for me to do voice messaging because
1: you have three little people like I
0: feel like I can never turn on my audio on my end because like who knows what the sounds in this house are gonna be (laughs) like I don't know I feel like I can never listen I don't like wear headphones on the regular anymore I feel like
1: oh me either yeah and like I'm that person with the speakerphone but I'm always at my house right I don't know
0: it used to fit into my life better and now I don't know. I you know what I've been I've been jamming it. on voice to text a lot.
1: Yeah, I noticed cuz sometimes there's like sometimes weird. I spell my kids
0: names wrong. <laughs>
1: I'm like, "Hmm, I know she knows her yeah. kids' names." <laughs> yeah, I really love Voxer, but actually, now that you mentioned the background noise, I was voxing one of the week of one-on-one cuties and Doug just started chasing a squirrel mid-message and I'm like, "I'm not going to recall this. Like they yeah. know." They know Doug is going to be part of this coaching container, but just like two, I'm like two or three days in with a couple of them. And we already have uncovered some blind spots for them with their digestion, their cycle. I audited some supplements for them. One of them is traveling right now. So we were troubleshooting that. And then I also have some other one-on-one clients who are, they're pregnant and navigating their second trimester, or they are going through some cycle stuff and it's just, I feel a lot more personal than like, you know, going to an office for an appointment and a bit
0: more casual. So, yeah, we definitely have the book threads in there. Yeah, Um, that's really nice. And the thing about this time in history is that we get to make the rules about how we run our practices. So isn't that fun? We can use a walkie talkie app and send like butt emojis. You know what I mean?
1: and I'll tell you this too I was talking to one of them we're talking about constipation pelvic floor stuff of course naturally and I think she said I definitely have an issue with as STHH and GYST would say unclenching my butthole yep
0: many of us do they know
1: (laughs) they know they know so yeah shameless plug here I have a couple of spots open and I mean you might think like hey I listen to GYST every week I get a lot of value of course you do (laughs) we love it but there is no replacement for hands-on customized one-on-one coaching so I mean already with some women who have listened to the show have done work on their own we get into this one-on-one container and uncover some really great approachable next steps for them so that they're not like spending their summer in Google or the Instagram coaching hole (laughs) because you know some of y'all saving some posts and like the customization is not in those carousel posts Mm -mm.
0: no we need customization um i'm so so what are you eating what was
1: that i was gonna ask what you're eating over there but i guess
0: you did tell me burgers have i cooked anything interesting i'm trying to think hmm i made some yummy cinnamon buns but that's not new Uh, nothing new i guess
1: same, same. <laughs> same. Just going through the motions. But Trader Joe's Jojos, which is like their gluten free Oreo, doesn't matter if you're gluten free or not. They taste good with peanut butter on nice. top. That's my favorite little snacky. So nice. sweet, snacky.
0: Um, I, I, yeah, this is boring segment because I have nothing to say. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're like same old. Oh, you it's know. All what? Right. Let me say this because well, maybe someone doesn't know this. So I don't like ketchup. I didn't know that yeah. about you. And it's funny because Donnie also hates ketchup, so we just never have ever had ketchup in our fridge. And so, mm-hmm. like, if someone wants to eat ketchup in our house, they just can't. <laughs> but bring your what own. I do like, which if you're looking for something yummy to, like, dip fries into, but you're not a ketchup gal, I like to put hot sauce into mayonnaise. And it's delicious. So I just did that today with some sriracha and mayo. Mm. Dipped a lot of fries in it. Spread it all over my burger.
1: So oh, That sounds good. good. I do love a good aioli yeah. too. Like real garlicky. Mm. But also ketchup over here. I don't know what it yeah. is about
0: ketchup. It's not for me. Love barbecue sauce. Love hot sauce. Something about ketchup. So many sauces. It's too sweet. I don't get it.
1: Oh, Yeah. Well, it sounds like we both have had kind of a week. I have a headache, so I might be like doing a little massage here. Of course, after we talked about headaches, didn't we? Yeah, last episode. But, you know, sometimes the stress be stressing. Yeah. And we got to deal with it. But this week's kind of like tacking on last week's topic of recovery. Oh, wait. What did we talk about last week? (laughs) Yeah, we did
0: this week we talked about you, sweating on
1: purpose
0: sweating on but purpose but before we yeah. get into the episode i do want to make a media recommendation oh okay this is like mac and cheese which has been all the media that we've been consuming around here lately we watched this show called surf girls hawaii
1: <laughs> have you seen list?
0: it
1: no i've not even
0: heard Okay, it's on prime video and okay, it just follows that. a few girls who are... Surf yeah. girls? Mm-hmm. If it, it follows a few surf girls who are just are surfing. It's like one competition <laughs> season in the surf world. And you're just following these girls. And it was so delightful. Like, we started it as kind of like a, what's this? It's about surfing. Looks fun. And Donnie...
1: So are you going to take that up? I, re- I think...
0: Do people surf in Tel Aviv? They do. It's not great surf here, but yeah. I do very badly want to learn. It's something that, like, I was never a water sports person because we didn't live near the water and didn't go near the water very often. But I, I love. believe love to swim. Like, I was just a fish my whole life. So it's always hard for me to watch shows like this because I'm like, what could have been? Like, this would have been me if I grew up on an <laughs> I island, be- you know? <laughs>
1: Are you the kind of Delulu where you watch this and you're like, I could have been a professional surfer if only I had known this was
0: an option? I'm not Delulu Diane. That's absolutely what could have been. <laughs> I'm an athlete and I love the water. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like when I watched that. You remember when I watched that hunting show about Kimmy Swimmy and her spear fishing? And I was just like,
1: Yes, I, that's exactly what I was thinking of when you brought this up. Like, is Kimmy Swimmy in I here need somewhere? To do this with the rest of my life. This makes me want to watch Lilo and Stitch. Yes, yes, absolutely. The soundtrack.
0: Love that movie. Yeah, it was fun. It's just like a lot about surfing. And like they talk about (laughs) their Hawaiian culture. And I don't know, man, I really enjoyed it. When we started it, Donnie was like, this is terrible. And then by the third episode, he was like, can we watch the next one now?
1: (laughs) Yes, I need a break from bachelorette world because it's just such a yeah it's kind of in between days. it's kind
0: of in between it's like a little bit like that but also it's fun to watch people surfing you should watch it yeah okay <laughs> i'll add it to the queue
1: yeah look at me i was just trying to run into this episode we can't forget the good media takes so yeah if anyone has some good shows send them my way i'm about ready to add some tv in. yes um but yeah last week we talked about sweating on purpose and we can't really talk about that without also thinking about recovery and I told Adina after that episode there are some things that I know we could have spent some more time on but then we would have been serving you like a two-hour episode babies were waking up it's a full moon Mm -hmm. maybe that's why Ori's partying hard at night it's a full moon right now no does he have parasites (laughs) is he a werewolf (laughs) (laughs) the other logical conclusion (laughs) Yeah, parasites or werewolf, one of those. Yeah, I mean, brings out interesting people. I've been dealing with some interesting stuff this full moon. But this week, we're going to be talking about recovery and recovery around exercise. But also, if you've dealt with like a physical injury and you're recovering from that, or maybe you're recovering from your sweaty-ass workout and sweating on purpose after listening to last week's episode. So we've had some questions, Adina especially, around what do you mean by recovery yes this happens all the time so maybe intro workout or after right so like how do you recover from working hard working sets the power work
0: you're doing and sthh and what do you do like days in between yeah this i talk a lot about recovery i'm always saying things like make sure you are recovering or you know and I've gotten quite a few questions on Instagram of like, what do you mean by recovery? Like you talk about this, but like, what do you mean? Recovery. Yeah. <laughs> so we thought it was a great idea to do this episode because it's such a big industry. Like we see a lot of trends out there. I've made this joke before, but if you go into a lot of like sporting goods stores now or Target, it's like there's two tiny dumbbells and kettlebells like stooped in the corner of the aisle. And then, The rest of the aisle is like foam rollers, Theraguns, massage balls. It's like, do we need to be doing all this recovery? Are we training hard to be warranting this? Like, perhaps our training is not working for us if the whole aisle is just recovery shit, you know?
1: Mm Hmm. Yeah, there is a lot of that. (laughs) And actually, when I was home, my mom buys the most random stuff random stuff and she's so sweet like bless her but i'm packing up my things and she's like oh i found these finger weights would you like these (laughs) and i was like what finger weights and like no the motion like what
0: i'm what do you like Thim? is it a thimble
1: it was like a ring but it had this weighted (laughs) ball on it and my dad is like what possessed you to get that? <laughs> so she's like, do you want this? And then she'll say, do you I have these snacks? Oh, I have this lotion. Do you want it? She's just trying to, like, give me things to bring yeah. home. But the finger weights. And I was like, uh, I go a lot heavier than that. finger
0: weights.
1: So I'm okay. <laughs> I was picturing thimbles. Like, she put them on
0: her fingers. I was like.
1: It was bizarre. I mean, my thumbs have been working hard, like, in the DMs or in Voxer. But they don't need it. So we're going to talk about some trends that we see out there. Maybe there are some products that you were eyeing that have been in your cart and you're not sure if you should add them into your routine. Maybe there's some things that you're already using that you could audit after this episode. So we're going to talk about what we mean, what Adina means by recovery, and some break down some fads and facts for you this episode so I
0: saw that sentence fads and facts out the corner of my eye in the outline because as I mentioned with my setup right now I'm just trying to figure it out and the outlines yeah like where to look yeah the outline's not in a great place right now and I did think that it said fads and farts and I was like did Diane put this in the outline just as a joke for me
1: (laughs) yeah might have (laughs) on brand yes so let's break it down for folks what exactly is recovery when we're thinking about recovery from training.
0: Yes, so recovery means different things in different contexts. But for our purposes for this episode, I just want you to think about it as helping your body get back to baseline or get you to a place that like allows for adaptations. So if we think about our stress adaptation cycle, In order to gain a positive adaptation from training, you need a stressor that's like a Goldilocks stressor because if it's not enough stress, it will not move the needle. If it is too much stress, you will not come back above baseline as a recovery from that. So we kind of have this general cycle of adaptation where we apply a stressor, we dip below the baseline while we are recovering from that stressor, and then we come up slightly above where we started so if you look at this graph over time if we are applying these very specific specifically measured stressors over time that graph will go up and we will gain strength gain power get better Um, but that's how it looks on a micro scale like we apply a stressor. It's a Goldilocks amount of stress. We dip below that baseline while we're recovering. And then we come up higher on the other side of it. And it just keeps going on like that. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see me do a nice little waveform <laughs> graph.
1: Go up and it's up and it's up and it's yeah. Stuck, so it's up Cardi says. and it's
0: slightly down and then it's slightly up <laughs> and then it's down again. So that's what it looks like. But the point is that we apply this stressor through our training we dip below the baseline, and then we come out stronger on the other side of it. And this is important to mention, that little dip below the baseline, because I think things get very confusing on the internet. I know a lot of people are really starting to get more interested in their body temperature, which is amazing. And Mm -hmm. we love that for you. Body temperature is such an incredible marker for us to understand more about our health and our metabolism and our cycle. Um, yes. And if your body temperature is like plummeting, that can tell you a lot about the state of your metabolism. So,
1: like you're 96. Yeah, like
0: I was seeing some 95s when I was really sleep deprived that week. I was like, am I a corpse? Oh no. <laughs> am I dead? I'm dead? Um high 95s, but like still that's not a number you want to see. Anyways, uh, yeah, so like we do want to see our temperatures high 97s, you know, like 98.6 is a normal body temperature, but like that's plummeted over time because our metabolisms are sheet garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, but I see a lot of people advising on the internet, like, oh, you want your temperatures to be 97, 98. And if you do a workout and then your body temperature goes lower, that's a great way to know. If the workout is not working for you and that is true like over time but if you like do the workout and take your temperature that night or the next morning it might be lower because your body's using resources to recover so you do want to see it trend up over time like i would i would say if it's still way low like two three days after your workout that would be a sign that maybe that's not working for you among other things that we'll look at But it's not the only marker I would look at, because if you do that workout, take your temperature a couple hours later that night or even the next morning, that still might be your body recovering from that workout. So we would want to see that temperature come back up again. But again, there is a dip that happens while we are repairing what we have tore down (laughs) during our workout.
1: Yes. Yeah, it's not your temperature is not meant to be static, but as you were say as you were speaking there, I was thinking of that as just another case for women who want to improve their fertility, their cycle, and are like, Oh, what 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 can I do to, you know, up my progesterone? Like what what supplement might I need? What else am I missing? Myself. Muscle <laughs> muscle building and maintaining it will start heating that body up overall over time. So, I mean I, I'm sure I sound like a broken record in some client conversations, but I'm like, are we training? Are we training? Have we started strength training? So are we training? And like, can I see your so program? Because
0: you might think yes, it's that. strength training, but
1: well, that's why I get so many of them. So many of my clients have moved into STHh uh adina, adina's program strength training for happy hormones so i don't have to audit that program i already know
0: <laughs> that's the best
1: but yeah other times they're like oh yeah i'm i'm not an sthh but i'm doing my own thing i'm like let me let me see because i'm while i'm not a strength coach i've worked with adina and have been friends with her long enough that i can tell like this is where if i have my glasses on and i go <laughs> what is that what are we doing here <laughs> That's not supportive of a menstrual cycle, baby.
0: <laughs> we love it. Um, OK, so we're talking about recovery. We're talking about what what it means. I would say most often, for most of our clients in most cases, we can think about it as helping your body get. This is like immediately after training. What are we doing with our recovery? We are trying to help our body get back into a rest and digest state, right? Like there should be some fight or flight happening while you're training. You want stress hormones, you want to be working. Um, I think that again in the holistic health space we've gotten into this trap of thinking of like cortisol and stress hormones as this like dirty word. Or that the sympathetic state is bad, naughty,
1: never want to be there. Exactly like
0: (laughs) we want this to be a fluid thing where we can move in and out of different nervous system states and we want some cortisol responses. Like we've talked about this before when it comes to adrenals with many of our clients. Like we used to look at Dutch tests all the time and we would look at that cortisol awakening response and some people just were like, oh, I feel so groggy in the morning. And like, yeah, you had no cortisol in the morning. Where's your cortisol? You know, like, we need cortisol <laughs> too, you know, so stress hormones are important. It's important to mount stress hormones in response to stressors and training is a stressor it's just a matter of how much and are we recovering from those stressors well like are we teaching our body to build resilience in those situations to respond well to mount resources and then to recover so after we train we want to make sure that we're getting back into a rest and digest state and we do that in all of my programs by breathing at the end of our workouts right making sure that we are not just like holding our breath and shallow breathing for the rest of the day because sometimes it's okay to shallow breathe during a workout like yes when we're doing our slow and controlled strength work or we're doing our slow and controlled movement prep the emphasis is on really restorative breaths to get that diaphragm and pelvic floor communication to tell our body like calm down we're about to build something here get us into a good nervous system state to start training but then if you're doing An imam of single arm swings every minute on the minute, five to ten swings. Like you should not be taking really deep three (laughs) hundred and sixty restorative breaths. Like you want to be huff. There's no time. There's no time for that. Huffing and puffing is important. It's important to huff and puff sometimes, Uh, but at the end of all that, we want to relax the nervous system again. Start to get that diaphragm moving. Downtrain the pelvic floor a little because many of us will leave our workout and just be like clenching that b-hole for the rest of the day and then be like why am i constipated especially, after if, my you workouts? Skip,
1: especially if you skip that breath work at the end like oh well i just i want to move on after my workout i want to move back into my day and you so you skip it meanwhile holding on to your butthole in your pelvic floor yep don't know do no. that so <laughs> yeah
0: we want to promote that nervous system flexibility we want to start getting you back into that rest and digest state But just as a like recovery thing in general, not necessarily after training, there are some situations where recovery in my mind is thinking about like getting out of the rest and digest state, right? We've had some clients like we talk about these like slow metabolic types and all your resources Mm -hmm. are pretty depleted. Maybe we don't have that cortisol awakening response in the morning and we just feel super groggy when we wake up and just... I just can't get it going, you know?
1: Yeah, feeling slow to start. I'm glad that you brought that up because as you were talking about that flexibility of a nervous system state, HTMAs come to mind because sometimes people think, oh, well, fast metabolizer, that's what I want to be. I want to be quick. And they're also equating like fast metabolism with skinny some people, right? But we want to be able to move and have flexibility between the parasympathetic and the sympathetic state. So want to be somewhere more towards the middle to be balanced but yeah those slow metabolic types they're really tired maybe their body feels cold maybe they are at like that 95 96 temperature throughout their cycle they're feeling like they're um just really tired and fatigued a lot so that's where strength training can be really beautiful is to get you into that stress not stress state the healthy stress yes state.
0: sympathetic and yeah. this right here is why i'm always talking about my program as like strength training for happy hormones versus what many people in the holistic health space are doing as, like, walking and yoga. Because so many of us have thought for a time, like, oh, I'm stressed out. I'm in a healing state. I should just stick to walking and yoga. And I've had many conversations in the DMs, many conversations in the comment section of some of my more polarizing reels about these kinds of things. But Mm -hmm. people will say things like, well, what's wrong with just doing walking and yoga? Like, surely it can't be doing any harm, you know? But... Like, we love those. They're great, but but there are so many cases where women are working so hard on healing and not working on resilience. Like, they're not introducing any healthy stressors and asking their body to recover from those. It's like they've only ever known either doing way too much, like that hit life, that CrossFit life, that bodybuilding life, where just the volume and the intensity were too much. So then they shift the par- they shift that pendulum so far the other way where they're just not asking their body to mount any stress responses anymore. And it's like, no wonder right, you are doing dragging. Nothing. You know, we need to introduce some healthy stress to get it going. So yeah, that's yeah. a big piece. So that's one
1: of our big fads and facts is is restorative exercise. You might have heard especially in the holistic space. Well, Doug has something to say Woof. about it, right? He just <laughs> he just We call that burfing when he's like, like it's under his breath. I know, I know. So in the holistic space, you've probably heard, well, restorative exercise, walking, yoga, stretching. We go into more detail about all of those in a few of our past episodes from season two that I'll link in the show notes, um, especially stretching <laughs> and yoga, So if you feel like you need to do more of those or you're in a season where you're trying to recover, you need that gentle exercise, strength training when it's programmed correctly is restorative. So
0: true. So true. Mm -hmm. Um, The last thing I just want to mention here is when we're thinking about recovery, we're thinking about taking the body from that catabolic state. So catabolic being breaking tissue down into that anabolic state, so building muscle. I think uh, something that people miss the mark on just in the language of things is when they think that they are like building muscle during their workouts. And Mm. yes, you are taking the action steps during your workouts to build muscle, but what your body is actually doing is breaking down in that actual workout and the building, the recovery, the muscle building happens after the fact, when we replenish, (laughs) when we sleep. Well, we're going to break down all the recovery stuffs shortly, Mm -hmm. but we are using our recovery tools to get our body into that state of building, that anabolic state of metabolism.
1: Yes. Yeah, that's a good myth busted there because I I could see how people might think that the opposite is true that you're that you're building up muscle actively when you're in that workout, but all more reason to have proper recovery after your strength training so let's move into some more fads and facts and these are in no particular order we just kind of listed some of these out here and this first one we touched on in our last episode episode 95 sweating on purpose and that's popular electrolyte packs so what are our picks our passes when do these have a place so This is something that people might bring in intra-workout or afterwards to hydrate. And I like where their head is at. They're like, I need to be hydrated. Maybe they've listened to our Hydration Nation episode, or they know just pure water isn't cutting it. And so they're adding in something here. And there are so many brands to choose from. And what they're trying to do and what they're claiming to do is amp up your hydration by giving you these minerals we need that were lost are lost through sweat that are lost through stress right and sometimes they have added flavor and they make their packaging look all sexy and maybe have some other claims too i thought this was funny that i was thinking of water additions growing up or packets that i'd put into water and i remember starting from crystal light and now we're here like
0: <laughs> i think people I are don't still using Crystal electrolyte. Light
1: they are I saw them when I was walking down the grocery store aisle and I think I added it just to flavor my water and from there last episode we talked about Gatorade and vitamin water that we would drink when we're not exercising it was just like I don't know didn't want water and wanted icy blue mountain freeze whatever the hell it's called
0: <laughs> what were the I feel like vitamin water had silly names were they like like they were it like did. punny right like
1: yeah, and they always had something like, uh, not a story, but something yeah. outside. Doesn't does Fifty Cent own Vitamin Water? Does he? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I thought a rapper owns it, but either way, uh, I started with Crystal Light, and then I remember. Okay, remember when did Ebola happen? Was that like twenty, like thirteen, twenty fourteen, somewhere around yeah. there? Yeah,
0: maybe it was even somewhere around there. I feel like it was earlier because I feel like there were jokes about it in Friends. I feel like like season 10 of Friends had jokes about <laughs> oh, it. No. Oh, no.
1: That scared yeah. me. But anyway, I remember someone talking about these things called Recover ORS back then. And this is before any of these packets that we see today were available. And Neil ordered a bunch. And we bought them because they were like, these are given to Ebola patients to help them rehydrate. And I was like, oh, well, they must be good. I'm just a, <laughs> must be good. They tasted okay, and I think I used them once after like food poisoning. I don't even know if they're around anymore, but the ingredients aren't great. And that was before learning a lot about electrolytes and hydration. But now there ha- there are so many options; they've just kind of exploded. So last episode, I think we mentioned LMNT, Element. You know, take the take the vowels cool, out of it because we're it's cool. Extra cool. <laughs> Yeah. Liquid IV. That's one that I get a lot of questions about in the DMs. It's one that is stocked at Costco. Needed is out there. I think some people still pregame, postgame post-game with Pedialyte after drinking. I was asking
0: about that. Like, do they? Do people still do that?
1: Yeah. And another one on our radar was Drip Drop, which I haven't heard of, but Adina said the youths really like this yeah, one. Yeah.
0: My nieces were talking about this. And then one of my cousins was joking that it sounded like a drug from the show Riverdale. <laughs>
1: It you can take some drip yeah. drop
0: but yeah the youths yeah I think the youths are using drip drop
1: <laughs> just on the daily you, outside sorry, of workout I need recovery you to
0: please read the ingredients for drip drop yeah drip drop. it takes like six go. ingredients to even get to an electrolyte
1: <laughs> yeah, which means that there probably aren't as many of them okay dehydration relief fast Let's shop the flavors okay I'm looking at the best sellers here. We've got, ooh, a juicy variety. Just show me your ingredients. Why do they bury these? Because <laughs> nobody cares. Yeah. Oh, and they I see someone giving some kids a packet here. Oh my gosh, all the pop ups. They're so aggressive. They're for the youths. They really hide them. Like it doesn't tell me what's in there. Frequently asked questions. What what the cuss is in it? <laughs> will go to Google. I think you
0: found it on boop, Amazon. Boop, boop, boop
1: oh uncle jeff
0: uncle jeff always listing out those
1: ingredients yeah and then now i'm going to get ads for all of these drip drop. i'm waiting
0: for T to reach out to us as a podcast sponsor and us be like but can you just change the formula real quick
1: Ooh, yeah, we'll, oh yeah we'll come back to that one someone actually reached out to the brand and then sent me the response and it's probably buried somewhere in my screenshots and she's probably listening to this like ah <laughs> it, it was me okay drip drop hydration here we go. Inside it, we've got sugar, fructose, sodium citrate, citric acid, potassium citrate, magnesium citrate, natural flavor, dextrose, fruit and vegetable juice for color, salt. So, oh, ascorbic acid, vitamin C, sucralose. So we have some corn-derived ingredients in here. Many sugars with the dextrose. <laughs> yeah, many sugars. <laughs> Which I mean, if you are using, if you are using this intra-workout, post-workout, want to replenish some sugar. But I think I'd rather have
0: that via food. I would literally just do <laughs> I know I would. salt and sugar like at that point, you know, just yeah, put some salt and sugar yeah. in your water and that will be the same. Save you money.
1: Right. But do these have a place in each of them? So whether that's element, liquid IV, needed or any of these, they have different ratios of different electrolytes. So you often see sodium, potassium, you might see magnesium in there, uh, but don't love the ratios that are given. Now... I'm gonna butcher this, and whoever did send me that DM that I can't find about Element is maybe gonna be shaking her fist or her salt at us. Um, Element, I do like for their ingredients. I know some people have mixed feels about it, but considering all the other options out there, yeah. they're not bad. It's from Rob Wolf, who um, you know I trust his his intentions, his product formulation. It is really high in sodium, and so for that reason um i don't love don't love it but if you are someone who's training and sweating profusely you're losing that sodium so maybe that's a place that you could bring this in if you are saunaing doing some of that before but i also should have prefaced this section with i don't think any of these are essential like if you have if you have sea salt you've got some citrus you've got some coconut water like you can make yourself a recovery beverage mm-hmm. Some of these are nice for, you know, if you're recovering from illness, if you are training and sweating profusely using that now and then, but it's not something that I would say you need to use day in, day out, multiple times a day. Travel
0: can be really helpful, especially because that could be really dehydrating. Um, The other thing, too, is like if you're in a season where dehydration is high and like you just can't keep up with the recovery beverages, like I had... P- terrible sleep last night. Uh, Ori was just partying from like 1045 to like 3 a.m. It was supremely rough. And it's a billion degrees here. We spent the afternoon at the beach. I did train slow and steady this morning. Um, I had about like four upgrade raids today. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm nursing also around oh, my the clock. So I think it's important. Like if you're in a nursing season where... You just can't keep the ingredients stocked in your fridge enough, or it's hot, you're training, you're sweating, you're nursing. Like, sometimes having these packets on hand can be really convenient and helpful. Personally, I wouldn't choose any from the list that we mentioned. Like, I wouldn't turn to any of these packets as, like, the solution. The only one that's close enough for me is the brand Jigsaw makes one that's close enough, but... It's still not nearly the potassium that I personally need. And I have found most people need more potassium than what's in there. And so and even Mm -hmm. some people need more sodium than what's in there. So sometimes I'll use that and add a source of potassium, add, add a source of sodium. But yeah, like in this season for me, where I can only make so many fruit juice drinks during the day and I still need something else like that goes in my water every day with some added salt or another source of potassium. But that's the only one that's come close enough for me to even have on hand.
1: Yeah, Yeah, without seeing someone's HTMA, it's hard. But now, having looked at so many of them, when I see these, they are very high in sodium, for the most part. And I'll see some HTMAs where potassium's just bottomed out. And maybe they have a lot of sodium, so I don't want to further throw that all out of balance. And that's where we'll customize drinks for them. Um, you know, it's not to say that we don't still need sodium, but potassium is where is she? So we want to think about that. Um, I like Element for travel. I've seen my HTMA and I like might customize it based on my needs, adding more coconut water. Um, but... These aren't things to add in willy-nilly either, or like, oh, I heard about it on Instagram, so I must have to add it in. I have had some people who are like, well, Element didn't work for me, and then they tell me about it, or some of these packets. I added it to water, and I had diarrhea. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that can be too fast, too soon, or maybe the ratio is just off for you, and yeah, not something that I would think as a priority supplement when I'm looking at someone's overall htma overall presentation like this isn't the first thing i would add in um so yeah it can be helpful after travel i brought it i've brought it along after we've had those long flights and sometimes i'll do half a packet or i might do a packet like before sauna um and then otherwise just making some drinks at home so sometimes the cost of the convenience i understand liquid iv i don't like their ingredients they add some other junk in there um pedialyte a no for me (laughs) gatorade definitely hard no so as often as i can i want to make my own upgrade and consider what i'm working on with my personal htma results
0: and i do the same for clients too yeah so quick sum up on this section um probably pass on most of the market supplements for this but Mm -hmm. remember that when you are training you are losing sodium and potassium so that is definitely something you would want to focus on as one of the prongs of your recovery strategy. You want to make sure that you're getting yeah. back some of that salt, potassium. Um, we'll get into some other pieces of the nutrition puzzle. as, Mag. as
1: well. And beyond drinks, too. I know we spent some time on drinks. Is it doesn't just have to come from drinks, too. If you're someone who is still currently eating a lot of bread, pasta, wheat, maybe even some grains like rice, but you're not getting a lot of root veggies or fresh fruit, especially while it is still pretty hot most places, those are some um, things not to overlook, right? Because what I don't want for people to do is think, oh, yeah, Element, it's so popular. I can get this pack with this code on Instagram. Meanwhile, you're skipping over a... nutrient-dense, um, very colorful diet. So that's really important to think about, too. Yes. Yes, yes. Yeah. This next one, I know we talked about last episode, right? Yeah, sweating on purpose. And we've definitely talked about it in, I think, our big stretch episode. Oh, no, we didn't talk and about that it in sweating is... on purpose.
0: We talked about it in things we've changed our minds about.
1: Ooh, yes. Yeah, two episodes ago in episode 94. Yeah. So foam rolling. Foam rolling. Oh, some Sometimes I'm going to call myself out here. It just hurts. It just hurts good. (laughs) But this is definitely no longer a main. But tell us about why why do people think this is an essential part of recovery?
0: I think people just feel really toy after their workouts because either they are not taking things through full range of motion, they are overtraining and not managing stress as well with load, volume, Rest periods, the like. Um, Perhaps it's a mineral issue also. Like we kind of need minerals for fascia, muscles, everything to recover really well. Mm -hmm. So it could be on the nutrition side of things. But if you feel like foam rolling is an essential for you to recover from your workouts, let's consider if your workouts are working for you. Yeah.
1: And actually, before we hopped on to record, I was looking through some HTMAs um, because everyone's results that did the one-on-one intensive or HTMA results review, like results are trickling in around the same time. Always do. (laughs) And yeah, so um, there are a couple of cases where people were saying like joint pain and muscle recovery, like I just feel in pain often. And then I'll often see real high calcium on their results. And not only is that a sedative mineral once it starts to accumulate and causing like fatigue you're having trouble getting insulin um, using insulin having trouble getting thyroid hormone in the cell so you feel tired but people also might report that they are dealing with chronic pain fibromyalgia or just like muscle weakness and recovery and I noticed that as we're able to break that down and bring other minerals into balance along with the calcium then they don't feel as creaky or as experience as much pain after
0: their workouts too. Also the need to have a good program, but that that's a big piece that's often overlooked. That's awesome. And I'm oh man, what episode do we talk about this on? It's it had to have been either season season 1 or 2 because I'm having a visual memory of being like sitting in my office in New Jersey when we were recording this and we talked a lot about calcium. And how people will throw Mm -hmm. calcium supplementation at brittle bones. And do you remember, there's no way, that 30 Rock bit. The calcium cheese. No, no, no. That really weird 30 Rock bit where Alec Baldwin's dating that girl who's like, I have fragile bones. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? No. (laughs) No, but
1: that reminds me of a real, oh my gosh, um, (laughs) tangent here. But... It seems like there are so many fantasy books where the female protagonist is always very petite, and her bones might break. Like any, ch- <laughs> the, the the lead in Fourth Wing, I think she's petite, and um, her shoulder always gets popped out of place when they're sparring on the mat, and she just seems very breakable. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it seems like that's the case for several fantasy female protagonists.
0: I don't know why. Well, we want to be unbreakable brittle bones I've got fragile bones um so yeah there's there's many people who will throw a calcium supplement at fragile bones we've been in continuing educations before where we talk about our postmenopause clients and our mentors wanted to recommend like three different bone building supplements for
1: those Mm. clients
0: and I would never do something so irresponsible before implementing strength training because even if you are throwing calcium at someone, if you are not teaching the body how to use it and how to lay down new bone, it is useless. So mm-hmm. lay down those bones. Yes. <laughs> lay them down. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: But also that where's that milk and where's that magnesium? Yeah. You know. It's
0: not just like throw a calcium supplement at it, which my pediatrician thought was the answer. I had many Vita-Chews and many Tums that I can still taste in my mouth right now. Ew. Ew.
1: Ew. (laughs) Yeah, so let's wrap up the foam rolling here. It might feel good. That's fine. It's fine
0: if it feels good if you enjoy that nervous system side of things. We need that.
1: Yeah, but... There are some other ways to go about uh, avoiding that tightness and that pain, and also really comes down to what's your program like, what's your, mo- your the mobility work like in your program, right? Yeah, because that can make a huge difference. It certainly has for me. I really love some of my favorites right now are like the the um, halo. Yeah, my shoulder just popped when I did that. <laughs> <laughs> that's not <laughs> that's not the proper form, but I'm like. Somewhere like something like that. And then the windmill. Oh, yeah, that is yeah. the
0: best. Um really liking that right now. Yeah. That is the best. And if you want to hear more about the foam rolling conversation, go back to things we've changed our mind about. I think that was in part two. Mm-hmm. And go back to our big stretch episode. Um, did we do a separate recovery episode also? I think we did like a recovery do's and don'ts, or is that the same episode? We've done so many, have you to know, I'll fact I don't check know. that.
1: <laughs> uh, we need like an assistant. Yeah. Um,
0: same vein. Next up is massage and chiropractic. Mm, massage is an adjustment. Yeah. Okay. Let me pause for one second. I'm sure we have some lovely Kairos listening to this. I'm sure. If they haven't gone running after some of our previous episodes where we talked about chiropractic, I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure there are some sweeties out there. <sighs> how do I say this gently? Perhaps if you are a chiropractor listening to this, you will open your heart and your mind to incorporating strength training into your practice. Because Mm -hmm. I really think that chiropractic as an industry just needs a makeover. I think that There are some wonderful chiropractors out there that are nervous system focused that maybe implement strength training as a large branch of their work that are just really focused on helping people feel better. And body work can be great. Like sometimes you just need hands on body and that can really do wonders for people's nervous system states especially if they're not getting enough hugs or if the the only touch they're experiencing is just like being way too touched out from their children um i do (laughs) think that there is power in that but unfortunately there are many chiropractors out there who are just in disempowering their patients clients on the regular and are you know taking these x-rays and pointing to all these things and saying that That's subluxation and this spine shape and that's the reason for your pain. And I have these magic hands Mm -hmm. and I'm going to fix you with all these adjustments once a week for 10 months. You know, like
1: I. Yeah, just me. And you don't have and definitely huge red flag. Like Someone in my family was going to one and they didn't ask for my advice. So I kept it to myself. But I was like, what do they have you do in between appointments? And they're like, Nothing yeah avoid strength training and tell me to come back next week yeah for like 10 months and that is a big red flag yeah yeah there's i mean they're all kinds i so i'm gonna call myself out here in this segment because i know that we were doing the podcast by the time i was doing this back in 2021 so i went to one who i i still find value and I'm glad that I went to this this chiro. It was an atlas orthogonal chiropractor where they don't crack your back that was something I knew I didn't want was for them to be cracking my back cracking my neck uh, where they basically tap on your neck with some device but one of the guys in that practice I liked because he was a former athlete and we would talk about strength training and I remember I showed him our podcast when I was seeing them and we talked about kettlebell training and he loved that. So he was like, keep that up. And he would just tell me, you know, how to, um, try to avoid pain with some of the postures I was using. I was also going to the beach when I was going out there, but then now looking back, there are things I didn't like about that experience, like the imaging Mm -hmm. that we did. Um, I think it was cool. It was for them a selling point to get me to come in, but Now, I think I might have gone for a couple of times if I was really going in acute pain, but really doubling down on the strength and the mobility instead.
0: Yeah, we talk a lot about this when it comes to supplementation and when it comes to certain approaches in like a quote unquote healing phase. I think there is something to be said about the stamina for healing. Like there are some people that are so fearful of movement because of pain that they've experienced and pain science is like a whole fascinating thing but i do think that chiropractic is a great experience if it gives someone the stamina for strength training like if it takes a person who was in pain helps them to find an experience that's pain-free and then encourages them to ride that train and build strength with this newfound confidence in their body, in movement. But I don't think we need necessarily chiropractic as part of that equation. I think if it's a strength-focused rehab professional who can create that pain-free or lowered pain experience through movement, that's even better. If the entry point is through loaded mobility, through strength, i think that there are some manual approaches that can be part of that gateway you know like creating the opportunity for some space and some movement and those are really the rehab professionals that i gravitate towards are the Mm -hmm. ones who are strength focused and are using strength to create these avenues to build confidence in people so people have confidence in themselves because that's what it's all about if a practitioner is showing someone pictures of their body and saying here's all of the things that's wrong with you and all the things that are broken about you and all the things that are subluxated and all the things that are fused or this is where your lumbar curve is reversed and you're you know like that stuff just gets me so angry stop disempowering these people stop telling them they're broken or i even i hesitate to use the word dysfunction like when I'm talking about pelvic floor, it's just the easiest way to explain it. But I just don't like people walking away thinking they're dysfunctional. You know, it's like, it's so, <laughs> it, it, words are powerful. And I think that yeah. in a rehab setting, we need to be really careful with the things we let people hear about their own bodies.
1: Totally. Yeah. So if that chiropractor that you're seeing is what you'd consider your, your main help your main support to get you out of pain let's rethink that yeah um I like Adina was saying earlier like maybe if it helps give you the stamina and you're going now and then like but you're also approaching it with the idea of this is helping me so that I can get better to move at movement at getting back to my routine that's good I think I remember when I was going through more of these treatments, seeing this chiropractor. It was 2021. I had a lot of stress, as a lot of us did. Mm -hmm. It was still in the panini. And so I remember when I was dealing with a lot of neck pain, I think that there was value in it. But there are definitely some things that if I were going into it fresh again, I would approach differently and not go at so long. But I have had clients and friends who are like, oh, I need to go to the chiropractor um, to set me right. And meanwhile not realizing their own power and taking back their pain into building strength but maybe they're not open yet to that being the reality instead you know yeah
0: that's why it's tricky and again if people have had a positive experience with it in the past they might be kind of like clinging to that and thinking that's the thing that makes them feel better so it's tricky Mm -hmm. Uh, my friend andy is a great physical therapist and i think he's the first person i heard say this but when he was talking about pain he said pain doesn't have one root cause it has multiple potential instigators and I think that's really helpful in thinking about these things and thinking about recovery because it's not like this chiropractor points to this one thing on an image or even like this MRI that this doctor made me get you know I think imaging can be really confusing but there's a lot of really great research about tons of stuff we were seeing on people's spines that led to no pain and tons of people who were in pain that had nothing showing up on the imaging. so it, you're right it's not a perfect assessment tool. exactly I did
1: I, I did feel like oh proud of myself when he said something like that my spine and posture look like a lot younger than I am <laughs> uh, something like that and I was like, well thanks. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. I'm strong.
0: Yeah, I think it's important to think about pain in that way because we did an episode recently about pain. We'll link in we can link in the show notes, but it's not this like, oh, we cracked the case. Like here's the thing. And your back. <laughs> we cracked the case, we cracked your back. Here's the thing that was causing the pain. It's like you know for yourself, there's many potential integrators. It's like i was stressed or i am ovulating or i you know like there's a couple of things that are contributing or i was dehydrated you know like there's there's a couple of things and it we have all these different tools to get after it and to get ourselves feeling better and we did mention massage i don't want to completely lump it in there cuz it does a little bit different but yeah yeah massages can feel great again touch is wonderful That can be like a lovely, relaxing experience. Like if you're at a spa resort, don't not get the massage. (laughs) But if you need to rely on massage as your recovery strategy, I again invite you to audit your training and wonder if this is working for you. I know when I was solely doing barbell lifting, and there was a lot of other things with my wrong with my routine at the time, but I like craved massages all the time. Like at any moment, I could need a massage desperately. you know, <laughs> like I always felt like my back needed some work. That shouldn't be the case. If you are properly using load with a good load and volume, through full ranges of motion you shouldn't feel like you always need a massage Mm -hmm. so nice to have in the values of
1: touch and especially if you are single or haven't had the touch that you need we all need physical touch and we all need hugs um then massages are really lovely so i really love them because i love touch Mm -hmm. um but if you feel like you are choosing that in order to feel good and out of pain then let's rethink that a little bit more. Yeah. Um the last note I wanted to make here about chiropractors in general because yes there are some lovely ones but it's also very broad in that I'll hear from some people, "Oh, I'm seeing my chiropractor for, you know, my gut stuff." <laughs> and some have done like we have ongoing ed and i've partnered with one or seen one locally who i respect um who's aware of some of the testing and approaches the same in a similar fashion but then i'll also meet with clients in the past who their chiropractor suggested to them like 20 supplements and they're trying to help them with their gut health but i'm like um what the hell happened why did they have you on 20 supplements yeah. and what is going on here so it, it really can vary and that's where you have to like look at their actual
0: experience and if it's a good fit for you yeah we've done some episodes about that but yeah it's frustrating that there's pros and cons to there being no standard of practice for yeah functional medicine <laughs>
1: totally yeah. for sure this next one we definitely talked about last episode but i know at length um, and also on our wellness stuff worth the hype mm-hmm. because this one is an it depends thing like many things so sauna for recovery so maybe you get your workout done at the gym and then your gym also has a sauna so then you go and sit in there for a while maybe you're also going hard in that you are doing sauna and cycling between that and um, a cold shower. So that's something that I hear a lot. And that is something that would maybe be on the don't side, which is you know going so hard, sweating it out after you've already sweat out in your workout. Um, and so many people are under or inappropriately hydrating themselves when they are doing these things. So something to think about as far as my pick for sauna though on the flip side if you're going to use them responsibly you are <laughs> hydrating appropriately before and after and if you're someone who's high stressed, maybe you're tabling this until you can get that mental stress into play into uh, a good place i really like therisage mm-hmm. or therisage i still to this day don't know how they actually pronounce it reach but- out to them yeah I'm sure they've I should know because I think I'm an affiliate with them in uh full transparency. I do love my therisage, my portable pop up infrared sauna because we don't have space in our home for a traditional sauna as Neil would like, but this I can set it up in like three minutes in my office. It looks like a little spaceship, <laughs> and I like this because it doesn't heat you up as aggressively as a traditional sauna so if you are someone who is trying to gently bring this back in, I like that I can start it on a low temp. And I, you know, even at that low temp, I'm only in there when I've used it lately for like 15, 20 minutes. And the old me would be like, well, I didn't get a rolling hot, hot sweat. I need to stay in here for 30 or 40 until I start sweating. But I mentioned last episode, I've kind of taken it out for a little bit because I'm in such a high stress season right now that I don't think that the sauna is helping me. Um, So I can pack it away nicely and then bring it back when I do want to use it. And then I do like the red light for healing. So um, for me, one of my stress sirens that I've worked through is sometimes I'll get breakouts. So I like to, especially if I just got a treatment or if I have something that she worked on, like sit near the red light that is included in my sauna. Uh so therisage therisage I really like that if you're going to use it
0: responsibly. Nice. On the opposite side, um, are people still doing cryo chambers? <laughs> I know that was I don't know. I know really they still trendy. exist. But yeah th- that was really trendy for a little what is, is cold plunging the new cryo?
1: I think it yeah. is. I feel like it it's is it's more accessible too. Like you could get a tub. Yeah. Or a,
0: or one of those little ice like barrels. A vessel.
1: <laughs> yeah. And just dunk yourself in it. Yeah.
0: So a thing about this. Cold plunging is a shock to the nervous system. So just like with the sauna conversation, I would ask if this is something that you can tolerate right now. What we're seeing is that people love the feeling of a nervous system shock. Is it interesting that a lot of the people using... The sauna and the ice plunging, especially using them back to back in intervals, are also the people that are like addicted to (laughs) high intensity workouts. Yeah. Um,
1: Interesting. So is it the shock? Is it the cortisol? Is it what is it? Maybe.
0: I mean, it feels really good to just get like that cold shock to the face, but
1: Mm -hmm. wake your ass up. Yeah.
0: I think that speaking to. Okay, ourselves as functional practitioners, I see a better use case for this is if you are going to use cold plunging, I would, instead of the like dunk and be like, (gasps) you know, I would encourage you to make it look as though you're not in a cold plunge. Like, task (laughs) yourself with getting in there. And regulating your breath work, regulating Mm. your nervous system, calming yourself amid a shock and stressor. I think that can. I have a
1: friend who does this and I, I, she records herself doing it and I see her doing like deep breathing when she's in there. Yeah.
0: That can be a really great nervous system exercise to experience a stressor and be able to calm the nervous system, overcome that stressor and tell your body, like, we're safe, we're okay. That's like the kind of nervous system game you can play in a cold plunge that can be a little more beneficial from my perspective. Again, it can be a tool. Um, Do you need it? Probably not. And there's a couple of other things I want to talk about here also. But do we need to invest in a cold plunge or do we need to keep paying a membership at like a sexy place in New York City that has cold plunges, <laughs> or do we perhaps just need to, like, turn our shower to cold for a few seconds and give ourselves that shock in that way for free? Uh,
1: I do like a cooler rinse in the shower yeah. on my hair um, at the very end.
0: Yeah, you know here we, run uh, out of there. we have to turn on our boiler 20 minutes before we want to shower, so sometimes I get a cold plunge yep. by accident if I forgot to do that.
1: Whether you like it or not. Yeah,
0: but again... Do you need it? No. Can it be a tool and a great exercise to use sometimes? Yes. Another note on that, though, and I actually am happy I remember to mention this, too. Aspirin can be very trendy in, like, the metabolic health space as a tool. Mm-hmm. And I have thoughts about that. But I would just caution you to not use something like that. And I'll tell you why they're the same. At right after training. So sometimes we see people at these fancy gyms where they're training, and then they jump in the cold plunge, or you know that's part of the routine. But what you want to remember is that there is a breaking down of tissues that happens when we're training. And then the inflammatory response is an important piece of our body bringing the blood and the resources to our tissues to repair them, to shift into that anabolic to start rebuilding after your workouts. If you blunt the inflammatory process with something like aspirin or something like cold plunge, same thing with ice packs. I don't recommend ice pack at the onset of injury. And the science is really changing around this. I know in the past, everyone remembers like the acronym RICE, Rest Ice Compression Elevation. Um, But that Mm, actually slows... The healing process because we're blunting that natural inflammatory process that brings the resources to the tissues to heal them. So would I recommend jumping into a cold plunge after your training session? Probably not. We don't want to blunt that very important inflammatory response that's going to help us build muscle. So consider that. Right.
1: Inflammatory response and inflammation is not always bad. Yeah. We always talk about lowering infla- inflammation, right? But we want to have that appropriate response. So I'm glad that you thought you remembered to bring that up. Yeah, totally. And I think that this got really popular too with all the biohacking podcasts out there. Yeah. (laughs) And on TikTok, there's a Huberman husband trend, like here are some biohacking things I've implemented because my husband's been listening to these six hour long podcast (laughs) episodes and it's like, hold your horses. He does have some good tips, but yeah, some of them go too hard. Um, And when we were talking about cold plunging, this isn't quite recovery, but I don't think we've ever talked about it. uh, Didn't talk about it on our wellness products episode either, is the float tanks. So that's not necessarily for recovery, but that is something that I'm glad to see popping up a bit more. And people might have mixed feels in there uh, because you're in the dark. You're in a (laughs) enclosed tub with A shit ton of magnesium and so for some people that might feel claustrophobic for me I thought it would it feels more expansive to me because you are floating in basically a womb it's like the temperature uh, it's the water is intended to be the temperature of like your of your body so I really like it I don't use it for recovery but when I've been in a really stressy season and I just want some quiet and some space to clear my head and think creatively I've liked that one hour long session in a float tank or a sensory deprivation tank just like slather my whole body in so much magnesium that's what that's all about Mm -hmm. don't shave your legs or your body hair before going in there uh and don't touch your eyes but yeah that might be something if that's just something you want to try but yeah not not a recovery tool nice quiet space tool what
0: season of dave was that where he goes into the float tank was it season two or three i don't
1: know i think i just started season two and i don't remember seeing yeah there's
0: one there's one episode with the float tank um yeah alternatively if you want magnesium rich waters that are the temperature of your body you can come to tel aviv in the summer
1: (laughs) oh and go to the (laughs) i thought you were gonna go a lot more practical and say run yourself a bath
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah you could do that too or you could go to the Dead Sea. Yeah, I know the Dead Sea is literally a float tank. Um, no, but we it. spend every day that. in the sea now. That I'm like, I don't. Do I need to be putting magnesium in my shower anymore? Like we're in the salty waters, the warm salty waters every day. It's so nice. Yeah. Um, which
1: magnesium topically is great for recovery, is muscle yes. achiness for cramps. Um, now I know some people have heard magnesium is great, so they start supplementing with it hard. <laughs> careful now, <laughs> and, ooh, baby, careful. Watch your Remember what we said about un- about unopposed vitamin vitamin and mineral supplementation because we don't want to throw our other minis or other minerals out of balance. So yeah, I don't like to have people go hard on magnesium supplementation, but float tank, getting in a bath here and there, mm-hmm. cool, cool. Mm-hmm. This next one is a dumb one. Ne- I just wanted to nod to it. Um <laughs> But I have heard about yeah. this. I think a physical therapist I was seeing, they had it and they look silly. Yeah, it's those Can like
0: thigh high okay. recovery boots that you like plug in and they just like are compressive and such. Um I think they're like a thousand dollars for a pair of the boots. So mm. those boots were not made for walk in either. No, were they? they were made for recovering. And my question <laughs> is are you a professional athlete like that has to play a really intense playoff game and then immediately get on a plane and play another one? Like, <laughs> what are we doing? If Because if not. If not, and you think you need these boots, then let's take a look at your program and see what about it is not working for you. So are
1: people buying these and you, okay, this physical therapist had it and I saw a patient was in it, right? And they're reclined. But are people buying these for their own personal use at home is that something you can do okay
0: i'm jaded because i'm friends with a lot of trainers so like some trainers buy them to use in their homes are Mm -hmm. the average fitness consumer buying them in their home i sure hope not i hope the marketing is not there to get people to think they need these i need this in my hyperbaric chamber and i need my own float tank at home and and then i will be recovered um, and then? And then, yeah, I don't know. It's dumb. Uh, it's I think it's mostly about getting blood flowing. So, like, maybe you need to add in a recovery day to your program if you need an extra blood flow day. Maybe you need to hike a little or you need to add in a low-intensity day where you just do a lot of, like, lower-load, high-rep stuff and move through different movement patterns, maybe some loaded mobility, just... Get the blood flowing. Definitely
1: mo- loaded mobility. Yeah,
0: maybe you need to do a simple and sinister one day a week where you just swing and do some Turkish get-ups. Like, there's many other ways to get blood flowing than paying for some dumb boots. <laughs> yeah,
1: dumb dumb boots, <laughs> or spend a thousand dollars on like some really cool, like I don't know, glitter boots or something. Yeah, I- I'm seeing all the Taylor Swift tour outfits, and I saw some cool boots. Um, but I don't know. Wait, no, I just want to say Before one thing run- about
0: that. If you yeah have bought these boots and you haven't done STHH, return them and use the money to buy STHH.
1: <laughs> yeah, buy STHH and buy it for a friend because you'll have enough to to do both, you know? Um, I can't believe that we didn't list this here, but before we round out this whole this whole episode, you mentioned Theragun and massage guns, but I know that is yes. really popular for recovery, so let's spend a second on that. Um <laughs> I feel like they really had a moment a couple of years ago and it was like everyone was ordering one on Prime yep. Day, a Theragun or a knockoff. I had my in-person trainer used it on me once and I was like, I mean, this feels good, but also like why not just get a plug-in Hitachi personal massager? <laughs> maybe try that. And it has other applications if you really need to loosen up and recover in your day-to-day we life. We probably
0: should have put that on this list, honestly.
1: <laughs> get yourself a vibrator instead of... that'll
0: get that'll get your (laughs) progesterone right up
1: yeah some people really need it get it get it
0: um yeah i think i should have lumped that into the massage category also but same deal if you are feeling like everything is a knot and you need all the massage tools or you gotta
1: break up the gotta break
0: it up then yeah again let's let's take a look at your program see what's going on there
1: I mean, it felt fun. It was kind of like made me laugh because I think that my my coach had brought it to the gym when I was training in person, and I think we used it on my back. And I'm like, da, 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 da. Yeah. Um, but I think I'd rather
0: just have a massage. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds nice. Like, get me some strong elbows digging into my back instead. Mm-hmm. I
1: think when we went to Mohonk Mountain oh, House, so. Best lovely massage so it was oh my god two two years ago now disgusting and i told my masseuse i like strong pressure and she was petite had small hands and i thought maybe she's got fragile bones like you know violet from fourth wing (laughs) and she's massaging me and she leans in because i think i was like grunting because the pressure was strong those hands i underestimated she's like would you like me to adjust my pressure i think you need something lighter And I'm like, I I want to hurt
0: after this massage. Thank you. Keep going. Yes. All right. (laughs) So shall we round it out with the facts now that we have given Mm -hmm. you the farts?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Now that we've given you the farts. Yes. Let's do it. Yes. Yes. Okay.
0: So here's how you actually recover from your workout. Here are all the recovery tools you need. Okay. Number one is sleep. And we know sometimes this is out of your control. For example, in my case, where my son Mm -hmm. just likes to hang out with me 24 hours a day, so he insists on being awake all night. Um, But yeah, get as much sleep as you can. Get to bed earlier if you have small people that wake you up early in the morning or in the middle of the night. Just do your very best to get the best sleep that you can. Use those cave down and cool down tactics we talked about. You can check out the GYST mini course for an entire module on setting the best sleep environment and strategies to get you the best sleep. But sleep, sleep is so important. All recovery processes happen while we're sleeping. Like we need to get that Mm -hmm. quality sleep to recover. And then the second most important thing is eat enough food. And that may be way more than you think you need to be eating if you are training hard, if you are nursing, if you are under a lot of stress, if you are not sleeping oh, well, yes. you probably need even more calories um, and if you're not sleeping well you're going to notice a preference for carbs because your
1: body's your lizard brains like we can get that simple the, that simple carb, that simple energy real quick but Definitely want to be logging the sleep so that your blood sugar is a bit more stable and you're not having trouble with with those blood sugar roller coasters. Yeah,
0: if I have had a really shite night of sleep with Ori, Donnie knows to bring me a croissant on the way home from dropping the kids off. Um, Woof. Yeah. Okay, very important conversations within the eat enough food category is eat enough protein. If you are trying to recover from workouts and build muscle – you need to be eating enough protein. I would go back and listen to our Your Breakfast Sucks episode because we mm-hmm. definitely talked about it a lot in there, but upwards of 100 grams of protein. And and working your way there if you've been skimping.
1: We're definitely going to be focusing on this breakfast, in particular, eating enough habits in upcoming my upcoming workshop, which will be, I think I have it now, end of August. I forgot about Labor Day, so it actually might be right after labor day so if you want some accountability and some tippies beyond what we've covered here we'll be going into that in the workshop for sure yes
0: everyone probably needs to be eating more protein than they think um animal protein specifically and again that's not just like five scoops of collagen throughout the day like chew animal protein um and then carbs also diane and i were just talking about how maybe we need to do an entire carb episode because i think there are so many people on either side of the spectrum there are so many people that are training super hard and just not eating enough carbs like if you still have zucchini noodles or squash noodles as the quote-unquote carb in one of your meals and you're a person who trains like that's like seven grams of carbs that's not enough Mm -hmm. carbs for a meal is anyone doing zoodles anymore yeah i've seen it um i think spaghetti squash is still is still a popular one but Mm -hmm. yeah we're living in a bubble diane like there's a lot of people who are still very concerned about their carbs and calories so yeah, I love my carbs. there's that side of it, and then there's a side of it of people who are eating way too many carbs and not balancing it with protein. So you wanna be somewhere in the middle, but if you're a person who trains, you need carbs to replenish your muscle glycogen. Like you need carbs before and after training throughout the day on not training days to recover from the training. So make sure that you are getting enough carbs, but. If you haven't been getting enough carbs historically, you've got to work up there slowly so that your body knows what to do with them and doesn't just store it all as fat. Um, Mm -hmm. Yes. So sleep, eat enough food. Two very, very important pieces of recovery recovery that come long before expensive boots and cryo chambers and saunas and 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 and, yeah and end. Yeah. Also
1: get your minerals. We talked about those in here and we've definitely done a lot of episodes around this, but naturally if you are focusing on a nutrient dense food forward approach and you're in the thick of summer, you're getting all the fresh fruit, you've started working on that. So we have some options. We shared some options this episode and last as far as how to stay hydrated. We've done episodes around that And also, this next one is very important. And Adina's wheelhouse is balance your program. So
0: what does that mean? We need to be asking, is your program too intense? Do you have too many high-intensity days? Like, for example, we're programming out the next block for the club right now. Oh, my God. It's so good. V and I had a meeting today and just, like, we kept looking at the day and just be like, this is such a fun day. But... One of the days is like gonna be a real live power day. Like there's gonna be a lot of explosive lifts on it. And so that means that the next day needs to be a slightly lower intensity day. Like you have to vary the intensities. And so if you just are doing six days a week of super high intensity days, that's not gonna cut it. You can train at a higher intensity, but it can't be every single training day throughout the week. So that's important. Are your training days too close together? Like maybe you've just lumped them too close together and you're not giving yourself the opportunity to recover in between. Another really important one that it's like, man, we got to talk about this more. Maybe we need an episode about it is do you have an aerobic base? Do you have that base in your cardiovascular system? So it may sound crazy to hear from a strength coach that the missing piece in your recovery might be some cardio, but Like, if you're completely sedentary and then you just, like, do true strength training a few days a week and then you're not recovering from it, you might need to build that aerobic base as a key piece of driving that recovery. So that's why we talk about getting some of that, like, quote unquote, zone two cardio or, you know, hiking uphill hiking Mm -hmm. with a baby in a baby carrier or some other external load. Just walking plus is what I like to think about it as. But you do need something. You do need to challenge that heart to stimulate that recovery process too.
1: Yeah, and you build that into SDHH. We have some some jumping or preparing for jumping. We have the EMOMs and the optional conditioning. I was doing something from one of my workouts. Uh, last week where I was practicing landing, like jumping off of a couch or yeah, the depth drops. You know, platform. Yeah. So Neil came in as I was doing that and he goes, he sees me standing on the couch and he goes, are you using our furniture
0: to work out? And I was like, this couch is so old. I'm just preparing myself for life, Neil. Okay. Yes.
1: <laughs> but he walked in as I'm standing on the couch and he was like, What are we doing here? Getting resourceful.
0: That's what we're doing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's right. So, aerobic base. Love to hear it. This next one is so key, and maybe you're like, duh, but... Do it. We all need to work on it, myself included. Balance your stressors outside of the gym. What is your stress like outside of the gym? Mental, emotional? Do you need to tap it out? Do you need to journal it out? Hug it out? Scream it out? Figure it out. Yeah. (laughs) And... Adjust all of these things as needed. Yeah, I think an important piece
0: of that is that like, it's not like you come up with your recovery checklist and then you just Mm -hmm. check out. These are living, breathing variables that need to be adjusted throughout different seasons. Seasonally, is it super hot out and you need more hydration? Where are you in your cycle? Should we be considering the role of things like estrogen, histamine with how we adjust these? Or is sleep worse because of those things? Did you just have a new baby? We (laughs) cycle have
1: our Cycle Sinking Your Workouts episode. So definitely go and check that out if you haven't listened to that one. Yeah,
0: that's a great one. Yeah, did you just have a new baby? You know, blah, blah, blah. The list goes on. The variables go on. So make sure that you are constantly checking in with these things and considering if you are recovering from your workouts and adjusting accordingly and just judging based on how you feel when you are going about your day how your cycle is looking, how your sleep is looking, how your recovery is impacting your workouts. So if you go to approach your next workout and you feel really creaky, really sore, like you need to lean on a lot of those recovery tools, like you can't get through your workout, like you can't give the output in your workout that you did last time or that you know you should be able to give, um, that's where we would want to look at some of those variables and adjust accordingly. Hmm.
1: Yeah, get honest with yourself. Definitely am um, leaning into more recovery while I'm in a stressy season and entering my luteal phase <laughs> right now. So yeah, CC me. Remember, as we say, like we're always, none of us are ever above the basics. None of us are ever too advanced to return to these things and to learn how to grow and recover. So lots of good stuff in this episode. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Make sure that you are staying hydrated in this heat. Yes. (laughs) I've seen that meme that was like, stay hydrated and watch how you talk to me in this heat. And unclench your butthole as always. Go ahead and
0: unclench it. That's step one in your recovery. (laughs) Yeah, step one. All right. We love you. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.
1: Thanks for listening to the GYST Podcast. As always, your ratings and reviews mean the world to us.
0: If you enjoyed this episode, take a second, take a little screenshot, throw it up on your Instagram story, and tag us so we can thank you properly for sharing this show with other women that it might help. See you next week. We love you. Bye.